You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct journey here at Stadium Time is 9 o'clock p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by the friendly folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. It is I, Son of Crow, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. That is Son of Crow on Venmo. I need somebody to send me some money for housewarming presents. I've lived here for a year, but (laughs) might as well. Uh, It's one side of me. The rumor monger at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for survive that tornado warning you guys had. Did you guys get any... Big time action I, I up there in Opelika. Most of the weather, because I was coming up 280 from work, I'm just driving and through it. That's what that's what they say. I, it do. rained for like 10 minutes on the road, and I never saw anything when I got to the house. Well, let me tell you, it, on the news, it looks pretty. It looks pretty rough in the southeast. So we are obviously, we are obviously thinking about and praying for people in Louisiana and in the Gulf Coast. To the other side of me. It's the AU Chief giving that full Fort Payne ASMR you pay extra for. Chief, can you Hello? read me? Hello? Hello? <laughs> uh, speaking of the Gulf Coast, this terrible hurricane has canceled or postponed um, the 3-0 and and streaking in the best way Auburn soccer. And... Uh, yeah, they had a game against South Alabama that got postponed, which stinks because I, they were on, they're on a roll. Call them butter. And I want to say, as a person who currently lives in the most fertile recruiting hotbed for Auburn soccer, I want to see them play. I saw a Auburn soccer bumper sticker yesterday here in Plano, Texas. Really? Probably the, uh, I think it's sister of Sydney Richards, who is the midfielder, number 14, for your Auburn soccer team. I believe it's her sister is committed to play for Auburn as well. And they're both Plano Senior High students. Plano Senior is the, that's the district that I currently live in, so it would, would make sense. But, I mean, the Colony, which is just across the street, or across the way from Plano, there's a player from the colony. Um, yeah, Hannah Wish, who had a goal against Troy this week. Yeah. I mean, this is... So, sort of. It was a... Did you see the highlights from that game? Yes. Yeah. So she had a goal, but it was an own goal, but not in the way you would think of an own goal. Mm-hmm. She had a, a shot that went off the post, hit the goalie in the back as she was diving and went mm. in. Ah. The old, oh. the old goalie on goal. Yeah. I see a ton of those. I want to yeah, know. Got like eight players from Texas, I think. Oh yeah, spring. We got a, um, uh, Alyssa Melanson yeah, is from spring. spring. Yeah. Spring's down in Houston. Um, yeah. Alyssa the, Melanson, who was amazing against Troy, uh, just the fastest player on the field. Like their offense couldn't maintain the ball at all. We have a player from Montgomery, Texas, and I'll give everybody a wild guess as to where in the state Montgomery, Texas, is. The fact that you're asking, I'm going to guess we're way out west. No, nah, it's part of this Houston Woodlands Sugarland okay. <laughs> that whole that whole thing. Her last name is Thibodeau, which should have been in tip off as to what uh, part of the yeah. uh, Sydney Thibodeau is from. Klein Oak High School, Spring, Texas. J.C. Silhan um, is from that. And that's also a Houston suburb. Marissa Arias is from San Antonio, Texas. One of my favorite places, Pflugerville. That's up here. That's up here closer to us. 
uh, kind of in the hill country between Dallas and Austin, McKenna Garcia. Another Klein, Texas player, Micah Beasley. So Texas, well represented, probably percentage-wise, the highest percentage concentration of Texans are on the Auburn soccer team than any other sport at Auburn. Maybe gymnasts. I don't know how many gymnasts we have from Texas, but Texas seems to turn out gymnasts. Um, the people that I want to talk to is Brooke Burden, a midfielder from Boulder, Colorado, a junior at Auburn. I want to talk about, I want to ask her about the culture shock that she, uh, <laughs> she's experienced <laughs> from Boulder. That was, that would be a rad and wild place to grow up. It's, uh, well, we've also got a, uh, a midfielder from Whitby, Ontario. So. Well, it's true. That's a whole other country. <laughs> Whitby, Ontario is probably closer to Auburn culturally than Boulder, Colorado is. <laughs> yeah, it's Toronto. It's essentially Toronto. Right. But I, Boulder, yeah, I, I love Boulder, but it's a that would be a wild place to move from to the loveliest village on the plains. So we are 3-0. We have another game coming up. If you have not gone to the Auburn Soccer Complex this year, I recommend you do so on Thursday. Lord willing, they will be playing the University of Alabama-Birmingham Blazers at 6.30 p.m. If you're deciding to come into town to see us, us, to see Auburn play the Zips in football, maybe come a little bit early and come on Thursday and go to the free game at the Auburn Soccer Complex and support the only 3-0 team on campus, as far as I know. Volleyball's 2-0? 2-0. Yeah. Auburn Athletics, still undefeated. Still undefeated. So, looking at you, Brian Harson, you've got to keep the streak alive <laughs> on Saturday against the Akron Zips. Uh, who scores more times? UAB versus Auburn Soccer or Akron versus Auburn Football? Ooh. Not more points, but more time. Well, so so essentially, it's it's one because in three games, Auburn's given up one goal. In right. Three games. So, are you counting field goals or just touchdowns? Uh, touchdowns only. Sorry. Good question. I'll say UAB. Wow. I'm I'm looking for a, a six spot by the Auburn defense. Here's to hoping. Uh, <clears throat> Auburn soccer doesn't allow more than one goal. <laughs> All right. And then um, if you miss the game against UAB, don't worry. Let's say you're still in town from that game against the Zips. You wake up a little bit late on Sunday. You head over to Big Blue Bagel. <laughs> you get brunch of the hound. You get br- or you get brunch of the hound. You got some cash. If you didn't spend all your money on tickets. And then you decide, you know what? I bet there's a, something else going on. There is. The UT Chattanooga Mocs are playing your Auburn women at 1 o'clock p.m. at the Auburn Soccer Complex. And I don't oh, think mocks. that's the only one of their games this season that it appears is not televised. So you're going to have to tell us about it. You just have to go. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to tell us about it because I don't. should be uh, good weather too. It's Saturday and Sunday. We'll. For the football game and for the soccer game. But all this is leading up. High of 86, low 65. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. All this is leading up, of course, to that September 12th uh, matchup against number one Florida State. I mean, that's as number one in in the country is coming to Auburn. Um, If you have the opportunity, again, get out there. That is number one in the country coming to play a team that by that time – might be ranked in the top ten. Um, if they keep playing like they're playing, if they're yeah, I mean, if, if they don't lose a game until then, for sure. If they're I six and zero, they, they probably fif- should. <clears throat> the schedule's pretty light until that game. So what are they? Fifteen now in one of the fourteen. Polls? Fourteen. Fourteen in coaches. Twenty-two in uh, the top drawer. Okay, if they keep winning, I mean, they're six and zero going in to play Florida State, hosting Florida State. That's that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest non-conference games in the history of the program. So I think that you should definitely make that 
a priority on the 12th. What's the football game on the 11th? Alabama State. Okay, guys. Come in town for the Florida State game. <laughs> like, don't even worry about the Alabama State game. Yeah, just tailgate for the Florida State game and just keep on tailgating. Yeah. I'm, that's for you, James Jones. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> 2 o'clock p.m., you can spend the night with Ryan and get up <laughs> and y'all go down to the Florida State game at the soccer complex. It's only going to take you about 90 minutes. That's how long soccer games are, Ryan. And <laughs> Oh, I wasn't sure. Thanks. And by the end... Hopefully the Lady Tigers are victorious. All right, let's look at the show notes. I did all that off off the dome, guys. We didn't even have nice. Auburn didn't even. Oh, we do we do have soccer in the show notes. Professional. Yeah, I, I thought you were uh, digging through there. No, that's how good that's oh. how good we are. We mind melded. There we go. Almost <laughs> like we practice this. Man. Well, do we want to go on to the sport that uh, everybody's ready to talk about? Uh, you know, haven't had a ton to talk about for a little while, but uh, now basketball, it's about time, right? That's yeah, right. Basketball. We're going to talk about basketball. Totally a basketball school. Um, Auburn, everyone is very high on this Auburn team again. And mainly because... Including Bruce Pearl. Yeah, because Bruce... Openly high on them. This is the thing that Bruce does that I think is very unique. I don't, I don't think Auburn fans are um, incredibly used to it. Most Auburn coaches do not gas up the team prior to the season. And I don't think Bruce always does. I think I think he's doing it to give these guys something to maybe like that's their adverse their adversity is living up to the hype right. rather than than you know some other Because if you, you know, if you remember adversity. I don't remember Gus in any of the seasons coming out preseason and going, "Yeah, I think this is the best team we've had and we can win the SEC championship this year." For every year, he'd tell you they're uh, you know playing that ball around and yeah, uh, practicing hard. They're getting better, hard. but he didn't come out and say this could be a championship <laughs> team. People would have laughed at him because in football, Auburn coaches don't do that. But Bruce gassing these boys up mm-hmm. in August, <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks this is a Final Four team, and you got to trust him because he knows what one looks like. Yeah, he he definitely does. Um, I, um, the school across the state can't say that. I couldn't. I I was already excited for this season, but man, today just just reading the quote, I haven't even gotten to listen to the little sit down he did. Uh, really, he yeah. did a sit down with with John Rothstein, who apparently is not just a Twitter bot. I thought <laughs> I thought this whole time he was a bot. That someone programs <laughs> tweets that go out every so often to say the same thing over and over and over again. But apparently he's a real person. just has a podcast. It's got me uh, real gassed up at this point. Uh, well, I think that a uh, new addition to the scholarship roster uh, might help out a little bit, too. Well, Preston Cook <laughs> uh, was given a scholarly. This is a Auburn local, a local boy. Um, and this is exactly what those scholarships are really for. Because, like, what do you get? You get 14 or 13? 13. 13. And Bruce has never run 13 players. Nobody does. Nobody does. And because, <laughs> number one, you can't really recruit 13 guys. Like, if you... There's just not enough minutes. Not enough minutes. And guys aren't going to go, yeah, I'm going to go play at Auburn knowing I'm number 13 on this thing. Um, so you give those to the walk-ons. Like... I will say the best um, NIL thing I saw was, I think it was BYU. Some yeah. some company said, we're going to pay for the scholarships of all the walk-ons in the football team this year. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so they did the uh, the scholarship reveal video kind of thing. It's the CEO, I think, I think like an energy bar company. Um, and he, he goes, says, oh, you know, we're, we're going to make this walk-on an employee, you know, that's the mm-hmm. that's the brand we're kind of building, and then he says, "Oh, we're also going to hire this guy, and this guy, and this is like the whole team." It's like Oprah giving out cars. Yeah, he hires every walk on essentially. And <laughs> they hire him for the price of a scholarship, which is a lot of money. So, not quite as much at BYU. Do you know, like it's a private you know school. It's, yeah, it's so if you're LDS, it's only three grade a semester. Ah, gotcha. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, I think if you're not LDS, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're not, it's sixth grade. Well, every day is a school day. I did not know that. So shout out to uh, Splits on Duo for that one. So all right, here we go. He's a senior, Preston Cook. Mm-hmm. So that scholarship is back out in the open next year. Bruce could do this every year and should just pick a senior and call it the Preston Cook scholarship. Yeah, we saw the same uh, thing with Pat. Kyle. You yeah. you hold that scholarship, and if you can pick up, you know, somebody big that uh, can help your team, you do it. But then when you have it left, you know, I, I think you always keep a scholarship in the hole until, like now, there's no reason to hold it back, and so you give it yeah. to all. I, I, I like to think Bruce was holding that one uh, on the off chance Imani Bates decided to come to Auburn because he didn't choose school until last week. Uh, you know, number one player in the country. But yeah. Yeah. Going to play for uh, uh, Penny in Memphis. Of course he is. Of course. And you, you saw who their new assistant coach is, right? Uh, what is it, Shaq? Uh, no. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Sheed. So now, I mean, I'm now a huge <laughs> Memphis fan just because Good. of that. I love Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> Why is it? I would have thought she'd be have his own Wii brand. No, selling she somewhere. was coaching. He was a high school coach, right? And he was a good one. He was a good <laughs> high school coach. And then, like, everyone thought it was kind of a joke that he went and took over some private high school as their head coach. Yeah, and they, like, could, they, like cause ran off. I'm not off. even kidding. He could make a lot of money the problem having is, his own brand of weed. Nobody had ever. The problem with <laughs> she Wallace is people <laughs> watched him play. But he's actually like a really, really high intelligence guy. Sure. And like when you listen to him talk, you can you can go, wait a minute, this guy's got there's a lot more going on. Right. But people wrote him off like he was just this idiot who just trash talks and yells at the refs. Well, yeah, he, he got thrown out of a lot of games. The, he got suspended for record, drugs. So. Like he just, yeah. you know, he was like a loose cannon on, on the basketball court. You but yeah, how you're right. Good he would have been. In today's league, oh, he yeah. shot threes. He ran the floor. He could defend four positions. Rasheed Wallace player. was unbelievable. He was yeah. like, yeah, Rasheed Wallace was. He was way ahead of his time. He did a podcast with somebody about how he almost went to Georgetown because he loved Patrick Ewing so much as a kid, but they didn't have a returning guard. And so he wanted to go somewhere that had a guard coming back that he thought Mm. was a good point guard. So he goes to North Carolina. But had he gone to Georgetown his sophomore year, they had had Iverson. And it would have been Iverson and Rashid, which would have been an unbelievable team. But had he stayed at North Carolina his junior year, it would have been Vince Carter, Anton Jameson, Jerry Stackhouse, and Rashid Wallace would have all been on the same team. Because Jerry and Sheed were on the same team Damn. one of those years, freshman, his freshman or sophomore year. Crazy. That was back in those, like, guys, Ryan, I think college basketball may have hit its pinnacle in those, that year. <laughs> but, and it was just downhill since then. Um, Ryan, you have a question here that I think is the peak sports talk radio question of the history of this podcast. Without seeing this year's team. <laughs> So just starting out with that. the middle of the basketball offseason. With that, <laughs> you've never seen these guys play together before. Based on a quote I've from I've never pod- seen three of these five guys play. <laughs> right. <laughs> you've without seeing this year's team. Could this year's team defeat in a regulation basketball game an all-star team of the last 20 years of Auburn basketball? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Mainly yeah. because I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Think- also, all those guys are like. That's like asking your uh, your really good high school basketball team, like maybe just one state, to go play a bunch of like thirty and forty year old cops or something. They're gonna get bodied <laughs> and just destroyed. Well, uh, so you, you say that, but uh, the the, the quote unquote all star team is kind of undersized compared to this Auburn team. Okay, so, I mean, and you they can argue all- who's on the team, but let's say let's say it's Jerry Bryce. Too. Isaac Okoro, Chuma, and yeah. five at the five. Two of those guys. Any arguments there? Two of those guys could still play for this team. So Vaughn <laughs> like is the, he's the choice, but I also would say like Wiley or like Wiley would also be an option there. 
Yeah. Like, I think I might like yeah. Vought just for his uh, versatility a little more. That's over, true. Over Without Austin Vought, there. this team really doesn't rebound much. Yeah. Well, Austin can get the offensive rebounds. But you could also make the case that Mustafa is better than Bryce. I don't want to be the one to say uh, that. But... I don't. I don't make that case. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I make that case either. I mean, like sophomore Bryce, maybe. But yeah. Uh, and, and so this year, I guess. I guess. Is this, is this question? <laughs> since we haven't seen half the players on the other team, is this question <laughs> like take the like? As if this were a video game, you take them at the peak of their Auburn career. Yeah, they they're not right now, obviously. But to the peak of their Auburn career, so like peak Jared, peak Bryce, peak Jared is probably him dunking on the guy from Xavier. It's like in that (laughs) moment, he's transported to another court. That that is the the game winning three against Florida. Yeah, Yeah. and then like yeah, peak Bryce is him bringing Auburn back against Virginia. Peak Chuma is the North Carolina game. Yeah, where he just destroyed them single-handedly, and and Okoro might be the hurt. South Alabama game where he decided you know, we're going to lose that game. Career game. Yeah, third career game. He was like, "No, we're not going to lose this stupid game." <laughs> you so, so the reason I asked this is because in the Slack today we were talking about uh, mainly like that we're, we're sleeping on Jabari. I mean, I think we all know he's a one and done, but maybe that's the only way we're seeing him, but. He's a top five player in this class. Like he's expected to be a top ten draft pick this year. Uh, at his size, you know, he's six ten. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can defend. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody. Uh, I mean, I guess you're putting a quarter on him. I mean, I, you're the coach here. What do, what do you do? If I'm the coach of which team? The, the new team? The uh, All-Star team. So, so are you defending Jabari with Koro? Uh, yes. Um, so best on best? Yeah. yeah, best on best. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think Vought... another seven-footer. I think Vought can handle Kessler. I think that's... If we're yeah. doing and again, never seen Walker Kessler actually play because I haven't watched his, his UNC games. I, I watched his. I watched his that. game in the ACC tournament where he single-handedly destroyed North, Notre Dame. Yeah. He had like 14 points and a half against Notre Dame, and they they had nothing for him. It was like he was. They blew out Notre Dame in this game, and it was like, well, this one guy is playing apparently unguarded. So like they were they were just throwing guys at him, and it didn't matter. He might as well have been an empty gym. So, I think ultimately it comes down to uh, Jared and Bryce. I mean, I like I like the I experience up with those two. Yeah, I like the, the experience and chem- chemistry of that first team. Sure, the other teams uh, better, never played a game. Than, uh, the second team, since they haven't played a single game together, <laughs> right? We also don't even know. Like, yeah, no, I think the this is a, let's revisit this matchup. In yeah, six months, three three games in. Yeah, <laughs> at least let me see him play. <laughs> All right, it's a good. It is a good question. After Atlantis, we'll talk about it again. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick commercial break, pay some bills, and come on back. Before we take this break, though, if you work at Golden Flake and you would like to personally sponsor this podcast, we can make that happen. We can dump this other sponsor we got going on. <laughs> Willing to do it. Sweet Heat Orange and True Podcast. The Sweet Heat Orange and True Podcast brought to you by Golden Flake Chips. Maybe. Potentially. 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 We aren't actually that way. We have these lovely sponsors that are currently going to tell you about probably another podcast that's not this one. (laughs) And we'll come back in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. 
That's 23 minutes and 40 seconds into this podcast. And we're going to do our fourth annual depth chart death charge. It's difficult to say. It's harder to say every year. The depth chart depth charge is when we just run down the depth chart that's been released because we finally got one. And it's, uh, yeah, that's it. We talk about <laughs> the players on the team. Well, uh, well, before we do that, Auburn's playing at, at Auburn's playing Akron at Auburn. Mm-hmm. And I, I've listened to a couple of Auburn podcasts, and I want to say there have been some information not given um, in these podcasts about this game. And mainly, the game is at 6 o'clock p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, <laughs> let, let the record show the Auburn Observer podcast, they didn't give you that kind of info. <laughs> Only this podcast tells you the time of the game. Do you know what channel? Uh, I think it's ESPN Plus, actually, or something weird like that. Okay. You can SEC Network. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would that would make sense. So, well, no, Jack, Jack does the how to watch and listen post, so I don't know. Oh yeah, you're scooping him over here, Crow, with the, well, with the tip tip time. I, I just want to make sure our podcast gives <laughs> gives people the information they need. Because I I listened to that podcast, and I was like, well, how am I supposed to know what time this game comes on? <laughs> all right, hey, yeah, all I got from their pod was that a painter said he smelled bad, so I, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. All right, here we go. Who wants to start with the quarterbacks? Um, I mean, I think we know your opinions on on yeah. uh, the quarterback situation. So, well, I think this is misprinted because I don't see Davis's name on here. <laughs> but wait, apparently, Bo Nix is the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers going into this game against Akron. And TJ I don't think Fairley, I realized how tall Bo was. Well, you think he's tall? Uh, he's, he, he's six. He's six three, but he yeah. plays. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like you know. Is he six three and six four? But could I interest you in a TJ Finley who is six foot seven? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, we have a tight it surprises, end. It surprises me with Bo because he plays like a five eleven quarterback. Well, yeah. he he is not six three, and I sure, was but I, very surprised like he were a full six two. Yeah, but you know, go. I I've been on record on this podcast as saying that Bo Nix plays the game. Like someone who learned about football through listening to Johnny Manziel's Heisman season on the radio. <laughs> and I stand by it. There's some things he does that you're like, yeah, that was unbelievable. And then you're some things that he does that you're like, that is unbelievable. How did you did describe uh, a Bonick sack last year? I'm trying to remember. Uh a bonic sack is what is it? I I think it had something to do with the fact that it never happens. He doesn't get sacked very often at all. Well, but it but it was like it was they're all so different. There's there's something along those. It's lines. like a snowflake. <laughs> Each bonic sack is different. You had a better phrase than that, but uh, it's like a snowflake. It was I it was probably the beginning of Anna Karenina, which is like all happy families are all the same. Unhappy families are each unhappy in a different way. But probably <laughs> something along those lines. Good bow plays are all the same. Both sacks are all each unhappy in different ways. All right. Tank Bixby. Before we move on, can I break your heart about something uh, regarding Bo Nix this year? Sure. He's probably passing Jason Campbell for second on the yards, career yards list this year. Well, yeah, he's been a, t- a two-year yeah. starter. That's he's not going to pass Brown. a lot of dudes. That's a, and when I say pass Jason Campbell, that would make him second all time at Auburn. Do you understand who yeah. Jason Campbell's offensive coordinators were? Do you understand so, who Bo Nix's offensive coordinators were? Well, yeah, but this was the modern era of football where they were throwing the ball a little bit more. But Gus Malzahn is responsible for Gus Malzahn is responsible for multiple passing records at this university. Yeah, since 2013, Chris Todd. Chris holds. Todd. A, uh, held a single season. Now he's still number two now, right? Mm-hmm. DeCam, who broke it the very next year. Yeah. yeah. Bo is also, I, I don't think anybody has said this yet. He's actually tied exactly with his dad in career yards right now. Oh, that's that's interesting. That, that's, a, 
That's a good. Uh, uh, you got to got to tweet that out, man. That's a that's a good one. I don't. I haven't seen that anywhere. I have not seen that. Not even not even the great Josh Dub has tweeted that one out. I know. That's, uh, that seems yeah, a very Josh oh. Dub. Uh, tweet it right now, Ryan. Does Does anybody? Uh, okay, let me put it this way. Does anybody start more games than Bo this year? I think Bo is going to start the whole season, but I know no. I did too. Um, I, I think Brandon Council will start more games. No, no. <laughs> oh. You think any quarterback starts more games yeah. than Bill? Well, that's I a good just, question. I don't, I don't see it. I, well, <laughs> I don't think uh, it is, but I know you think it is. We're we're gonna we're gonna find out if if those bad habits can be fixed pretty quick this year. We're gonna find out in game three. Well, we we don't know. I don't know how good Penn State is. Better than Akron and it's reasonable good, but uh, I think that's gonna be a rock fight. Give Tank the ball 40 times kind of game. I mean, we found out his – like, there, there's stuff he did in games that he had no business doing well early into the year last year. So I, I think we'll find out pretty quick. We might we might find out against Akron. If there was a pick six against Akron, I, I think they should pull him. Like, if he throws a pick against Akron. Yeah. I mean, they only had two all season last year in six games. They only uh, had two all season? Yeah, and it was the same guy I had both of them. Yikes, man. This team is the we'll, worst we'll get team. Akron, we'll get to Akron in a little bit. All right, running back. We cannot spend 10 minutes per position. Yeah, we can't. I'll lose my mind. Uh, running back's easy. Tank, uh, is he going to win the Doak Walker? I hope so. Have we ever had a Doak Walker winner? I don't think so. Did, uh, did he win the Heisman? I don't know. I, I would assume. Don't assume, Ryan. Walker. I think Tank is obviously the favorite, but I love Sean Shivers, aka a future gold medalist in rugby sevens. <laughs> started in 1990. Uh, let's see. Then we've never had one. Name the school with the most winners. Wait. Uh, oh, uh, Oklahoma? Nope. Penn State? Nah. Nebraska? Uh, it would be Wisconsin with five. Oh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. They're going to be my next guess. Jonathan Taylor won it in 2018 and 19. So that helps. Uh, Wisconsin with five. Texas Did with Ron four. Did Ron Dane win it? Man, I love uh, Ron Dane. <laughs> he did, actually, 1999. Heck, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, same year he won the Heisman, right? Ryan, Ron Dane was a running back that had one thing, and it was a fastball. And he <laughs> threw the fastball every time. He was a mountain of a man, too. He, he just look, we're running up the gut with this giant guy, and you can't tackle him. Man. All right. Uh, tight end, John Samuel Schinkerheimer Smith. Um, yeah, our, our first baseman is our best tight end. That's that. my name, too. I, I, well, the one thing I'm looking at uh, just overall, and it comes to mind now that we've run through three guys, is that it looks like Harson and company are really leaning into the, the veterans quite yeah. a bit here. I think that's where, where Shanker comes in right there. Uh, the, um, not that he was a, a bad tight end for us last year. Um, but I, I really think that's, that, that seems to be a theme here. He may not be the best at any one thing in the tight end group, but he is. Yeah. I guarantee he's the best. He does the curve most balls. things. <laughs> He does the most things well. I mean, he's a yeah. receiver, he's a good blocker. You know, like you said, he's he's a veteran guy that you don't really have to question at all. Um, but I think you know, Luke Deal's going to get in there as a kind of like a six lineman, a decent amount, I think. And uh, maybe we'll see Tyler Fromm and Brenda Frazier as well. Yeah. Uh, do uh, we get to use the, the letters for wide receiver this year, Crow, or do we have to call them all wide receivers because they're um, all the same thing? Well, let's let's use the letters. They use letters X, H, and Z. That's what we did in high school, too, actually. Not H, though. We didn't have an H. Because H is usually an H-back. We did X, Y, and Z. Um, Mm. Shed Jackson is going to get the start against Akron. That, to me, is a huge upset, because I would have thought Xavion Capers is far and away. Yeah, yeah. Capers was a performer at that bowl game last year. The bowl game, I was like, all right, this dude is the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had a couple of great catches last year, but I think, like Chief's saying, having uh, that senior out there on the outside, especially you know against Akron, uh, kind of give him the first chance. Yeah, I've always liked Shedrick's game, 
And for whatever reason, it seems like he'll, he's had injury problems. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, was it the first drive against Alabama in 2019 where he had that catch on the sideline yeah. and they called him out? Yep. Uh, I mean, he, he's flashed that his entire career. Obviously, he's a great blocker. The more I think yeah. about it, the more, by the way, this is a side note, but you mentioned the 2019 Iron Bowl. 2019 Iron Bowl may be one of the best games in the history of the school. <laughs> and, and as I much as I don't, I don't like Bo Nix in a lot of ways, he gave me the 2019 Iron Bowl. And... Yeah, you were all Bo Nix jumping around giddy with excitement yeah. uh, on that penalty. Guys, I need to re- I need to rewatch that game. That's my because that's... he because he is going to be us in ten years. He's just he grew up an Auburn fan. Yeah, and he knows he knows that there's a he curse. knows that catch and grab ass. Yes, it's all help. <laughs> all right, there's a winning is good. Winning in a way that makes Alabama mad is. Priceless. <laughs> um, the, at the H, Javarius Johnson. I think everyone who I listen to has said that he and Demetrius Robertson, who's starting at the Z, have been pretty awesome in fall camp. Um, which is good to hear. Like, I love. Yeah, I'm, I love that Demetrius Robinson wears number zero. You know who doesn't? I know. I know who doesn't love it, but <laughs> he can get. A, he can build a bridge. Cause it's <laughs> it's awesome. Dude wearing a zero out there catching balls. I'm for it. This wide receiver group in general. I mean, there's so there's three starters here. Uh, uh, there's like eight guys that if any of them popped off and had you know forty fifty catches and eight hundred yards, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Davion Capers is a six foot four wideout like that, and he can run. And he like, can run like that. Dude's gonna be good. I'm. Very Irish Johnson and Malcolm Johnson both, you know, they got, they got track speed, mm-hmm. not quite Schwartz speed, but you know, outside of world class, you know, almost Olympian speed is there. So give me, explain the X, H, and the Z here. The H is not an H back, but it's the H slot. slot. Yeah, it's the slot. Yeah. Okay. Next is I don't know if it's just side of the field. I think or how it, well, field was field side like wide side was the X. And then boundary side was the Z when I played, but that was a hundred years ago, <laughs> and also high school. It's um, Texas football. It's, it's how football should be, right? Oh man, I went to man, I went to high school football game this week, and it was awesome. <laughs> and those dudes were way better than we were in high school. <laughs> I saw the number one linebacker in America play this week, and he is. Unbelievable, Anthony Hill Jr. and he's unbelievable. He was the most like, oh yeah, that guy is the best player on the field, without a doubt. He's probably going to Alabama, um, of course. Awesome. I mean, he's got no leader. It's Auburn, Alabama, OU, and then the other schools that like, of course. He's been offered by every single school in Division One. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the offensive line as a whole instead of going into each position. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm pretty happy with the way this turned out. Uh, Austin Troxel at left tackle, Council at guard, uh, Nick Brown at center, Keandre Jones at right guard, and Bradarius Ham at right tackle. I mean, it's got, I think Jones and Ham were probably the best run blockers last year for us. So putting them together on the right side uh, hopefully paves the way for Tank a little bit. Uh, Man, Keandre Jones is so big. He is. A very large man, and so is Brodarius yeah. Ham. He is massive. Yeah. I mean that that's what we've we've like kind of lacked. I mean, I know that Brodarius was on here before. It's just he's been hurt and yeah, healthy season. Just need some guys that can can fill some space, and I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing here at least. I mean, six six three thirty five or three thirty four for Brodarius is that's a lot of people. That's a lot of person. Yeah. Yeah, and then Brandon Council, 6'4", 335. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> he <counseled laughs> a block of he'll, he'll probably play a couple of different positions throughout the season. Just yeah, if anybody goes down or gets hurt, he's kind of the, the flex guy. Um, yeah. But it, this first team, and this is the big if, if they can stay healthy, 
I, I think they can be a middle-of-the-road SEC offensive line. And that might be good enough for what we're hoping for this year. I think that gets you to eight wins. We'll put it that way. Oh, man. I'd love for you to show me those eight wins. Kind of gives you a baseline of eight wins at, at yeah. least. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's injuries or if they just don't progress at all, then it's another rough year. But, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, let's go defense. Okay. All right. Uh, on the defense as a whole, I'm I'm going to go ahead and go on record. I think this is going to be a top ten unit in country this year. Uh, these these guys are stacked. Um, my only question is if there's a pass rush, uh, and the fact that JJ Peggy is already cracking the two D at nose tackle gives me some high hopes there. I do love that he didn't change numbers. Yeah, you're just gonna I'm remind right, everyone. I'm gonna remind everyone that I'm a tight end out here playing defensive tackle in number 89. What if uh, when Owen Papo goes to the league next year, JJ wears number zero? Immediately, he's everyone's favorite player again. <laughs> <laughs> a single digit, and in this case, a non-integer. Yes. Um, on the defensive line is always a fan favorite. I'm for yeah. it, for sure. Like Zakevius Walker, we're in number three. More of that, please. Yeah. He's a guy that had a great year last year, and he's you know, he's behind Colby Wooden. I mean, the two of them, uh, we got really high hopes for. I mean, you're talking about uh, wearing single digits, but wearing a running back number on the defensive line, that's pretty cool, too. That's cool. We got two of those. With, actually, we're 25. Derek Hall wears 29, so both defensive ends were numbers in the 20s. That's great. More of that. Yeah. Um, for it. Owen Papo, so got, uh, the aforementioned two, two Owen. Transfers, two transfers coming on the defensive line. Tony Fair and Marcus Harris, both getting starting spots. Tony um, Fair is also a gigantic person. Yeah, 6'1", 330, and pretty much everybody has said, oh, we thought he was just going to be a big guy that wasn't super mobile, but he's really athletic and fast. He is like a square. <laughs> six, six one three thirty, uh, and I believe this is he's a sixth year guy. He he's kind of been all over the place. Plays he's, the JUCO ball. Wasn't he the guy? UAP. He's in the guy the guy that's in the same recruiting class as on Johnson. Oh, uh, wow. I think he's the year after. I guess. Oh my gosh. There's that's there's crazy. a guy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There there is a guy that's uh, transferring out of Central Michigan. That's a class of 2015 guy. Wow. Um, It'd be his seventh year. No, he's like Tony <laughs> Fair's like getting a barrel thrown at you from Donkey Kong on every play. <laughs> Ryan, Donkey Kong was a video game. The first appearance of Mario. Mario oh, is also a video game. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, OP at middle linebacker, Zacoby McClain at Will. Um, I think both those guys are going to be millionaires this time next year. <laughs> and uh, this is their chance. I think I think both of them are going to be just chomping at the bit to have an unbelievable season. I do think it's interesting that we only have two listed. Is Star is a linebacker position or is that more of a nickelback? Star, it's a linebacker spot. Um, it's so the... It's, it's because Auburn... Is Auburn's going to be running a three-four base this year, but you see a second defensive end spot, uh, which is really just an outside linebacker. That's where Derek Hall and TD Moultrie are. I mean, they're going to be right. standing up. They're not going to be a play on the line. And then Star is the other outside linebacker spot, probably a boundary uh, or the field side. Right. It's, yeah, it's like I mean, it's essentially the same thing as we had before right what, what what did we call it when we it was the spur at south carolina and then well so it was the edge in kevin Steele's defense all caps okay. but but yes across, that's right. because, yeah the edge was where Derek hall and pd moultrie were last year uh and star was just another linebacker spot um what did ellis johnson call it what did we call it um uh, the talon <laughs> i'm sorry the buck the buck was 
last year. No, yeah, Ellis Johnson ran that four two five, where uh, Robson Threezy was that essentially a nickel, but played more of a safety role. Yeah, okay. and he was great at that because he could lay the wood. <laughs> All right, so we got. I think our secondary is underrated still somehow. But if you had come <laughs> in here last year and been like, "No, you're going to be really happy with the corners and safeties next year," I don't think I would have believed you. But I'm like. Really yeah. happy with the corners and safeties going into this yeah. year. We were pretty thin on depth coming into the offseason, and then they added a ton of guys, freshmen and you know, transfers. Uh, you know, Roger McCurry and Nehemiah Pritchett were kind of two main names from last year. McCurry's going to be another guy that's a high NFL draft pick. Um, but Roe Torrance, he was a Juco guy that signed in June, I think. Like, I, I didn't even catch his signing i don't think he was a juco player of the year on defense last year the 6'4 200 pound corner so we a big dude out there god uh, comforts by the way is what nehemiah means this is what you get on this that's what you get on this podcast i didn't hear <laughs> i didn't hear the hour observers bringing up the hebrew uh they go in and bring in Darius Knight. I, I have no idea how to transfer off of that. So, for segue, uh, Darius Knight out of SEMO, I think, Southeast Missouri, and uh, Donovan Kaufman from Vanderbilt. Um, I love that all these guys are listed at six foot or, or bigger, which is amazing. There's no, no such thing as a sub six foot corner, right? Well, not anymore, I guess. Not anymore. There used to be. That's what you did. You were like five nine yeah. corner. Yeah, it, you were too short to be a wide receiver, exactly. so they stuck you at corner. Will Hastings corner? <laughs> yeah, in high school, I bet he played. Too short corner. to be a kicker, so he played wide receiver. Dry yeah. Powers is not six foot tall. Well, like <laughs> and, remember when Carlos Rogers went out? It, one of the deals was he was a giant corner because he was like six two. Yeah, I'm like Man, this guy's enormous for a corner. The one kind of the big surprise in the secondary is Trishan Miller, the transfer from West Virginia. He We kind of thought he was going to be plug-and-play at corner opposite Roger McCreary. He was rated as one of the best corners in the Big 12 last year. Laugh at that if you want. Uh, but, yeah, he's not even cracking the 2D title, and I don't think it's because he missed time with COVID. I, I think yet yeah, practices. They were kind of saying he's playing with the third team guys right now. Hmm. Uh, I think he'll still see snaps this year and have a shot to kind of work his way up. But that just kind of speaks to the depth at corner this year. Um, the special teams. Yeah, let's do sure. it. Sure. Let's do it. Okay, I'll go to special teams. Uh, oh, I thought what? I thought Anders Carlson. Andrews Carlson is our I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting here in case you want to know more about the book of Nehemiah. But okay. Yeah. Keep on going. Yeah. I'm thinking of books. Uh, the bookstore is actually bigger. Yeah, Andrews Carlson, senior year. Uh, yeah. Could kind of come back next year. Um, you know, everybody has that COVID year. Would he come uh, back? Because according to Josh Dubb's Twitter account, he is 206 points away from the all time conference and school record held by his brother and, and family record right yeah. let's say he gets 150 points this year does he that use that means Alton has the best offense that has ever played college football <laughs> sure or the worst red zone offense that has ever played football. or he's caught a <laughs> touchdown pass on a fake field goal M- multiple right but hey six five two twenty. i mean that's a red zone threat if you ask me so let's say he's got he's within sniffing distance of his brother. Does he come back just to stick it to Daniel? Maybe he's got a graduate degree aspirations. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, he is going to almost assuredly end up second on the list in Auburn scoring history. I think he's right behind Cadillac right now, and then Wes Byram and John Vaughn are like thirty or forty in front of him. Uh, and then, like you said, Daniel Carlson, 200-something points ahead of him. Yeah. What's a normal year <laughs> for absurd, a kicker? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, I think Anders is averaging like 70 to 
if you played a full season last year, put that in there. Yeah. So, you know, getting four years at that, I mean, that's that's really good production. Um, yeah, he needs to get a, he needs a hundred point year this year to get close. Yeah. Hundred point year should put him in contention for Groza. Um, and I mean, he's what was he second team All American preseason? And here's to hoping it's all extra points, just a hundred touchdowns. Hundred touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the uh, Groza, Bo gets the Heisman. Or no, or, or Tank gets the Heisman with a 50-touchdown year. <laughs> I, um, I, I've never heard of his back, uh, his backup. Ben so. Patton, I, I have to assume he's oh, a general? Walter, has another scholarship <laughs> coming in next year, right? We got the book yeah. score and the general. Fort Payne guy you've, uh, apparently missed a 51-yard uh, winning field goal the other night but you know whatever it's a normal position to put your high school kicker in yeah yeah well we did that with freshman Anders carlson plenty sure his bro- yeah we did his brother used to bang him in from like 70 yards out so now at punter are both of these guys australian yeah, yeah right marshall, uh, oh uh, Aiden marshall's been around for a long time I believe he was a walk-on and then left the team. That's like right. 2017 or 2018 season. He's not Australian. And took right. the – He just has a very Australian name. He does have a very Australian yeah. name. And then Oscar Chapman is Aussie. Uh, and speaking Chapman. of Aussie punters, did you, did you catch that uh, Aaron Sipos is on a – he's going to be a starting punter this year? No, I did in not. The, in the league? Yeah, for the Eagles, yeah. Wow. He's their, he's their only punter on the roster right now. So. Amazing. There you go, sign somebody. There you go, Sippo. Good on you, Sippo. I bet Oscar Chapman's called Chapo or Chappy. Chazza. Or yeah, maybe. But because Oscar's a tough one. They love a good Aussie. They love a good nickname that ends in O. Um, the Aussies do. All right, yeah. Jackson McFadden is the holder. He was used in a. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Auburn football. Hard Knocks episode or whatever it is they're doing on Twitter. I'm very surprised that you have watched this. I watched I watched half of an episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> to know that Jackson McFadden was featured prominently because Harson showed him catching and spinning the ball to make it perfect on six different practice holds. And they went to a team drill. And he was wearing a GoPro on his helmet so that he could see. Mm. And then the team drill caught it, spun it, and it was exactly the same as all the practices. Harson showing like... I want to see how we work that into a play. This guy is consistent every time <laughs> he catches a ball and puts it exactly in the right spot. It was great. And I was like, alright, that I, makes I sense. See, I want to see him work it where he spins it, so instead of having to sit there and hold it, he can spin it where it stays still. Anders can kick it, and uh, Jackson McFadden can go out and block on the edge. Oh, no, he's not actually spinning it. He's just making it to the laces point the way Anders likes it. Uh, I thought you were saying he was doing like a wide receiver. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, he's spinning it. The ball snapped him in a way where the laces are pointing backwards. He points it correctly. This is, you would know all about this had you seen the movie Ace Ventura. Yes. When nature calls. Sorry, no, I think that would be Ace Ventura Pet Detective, the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. It's the first one with, with Sean Johnson. Yeah, I think Ryan has probably never seen a Jim Carrey film. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I've seen Bruce Almighty so many times. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Ryan uh, has not la- seen Latter stage uh, yeah. Jim Carrey. You before he got the, the early, series. The early Carrey. Like The Mask, Ace oh, yeah. Ventura, Ace Ventura uh, 2. The, ma- the Mask was a TBS special. Okay. I've seen, it, seen that one several times. Batman His Forever. greatest role is the Riddler in Batman Forever. That movie is just a flaming barrel of trash. <laughs> he is a peak Jim Carrey in it, though. Oh, yeah. They just hired him to play Jim Carrey. All right. Who else is left? Oh, I thought it was interesting um, on the returners. Oh, Jacob Quattlebaum. don't want to leave anybody out. He's snapping the ball for us. He's the smart kid with smart parents who taught their son to be a long snapper. Gets to go to college and... So you can't get <laughs> um, Javarius Johnson is our punt returner. I thought it was interesting that we have two receivers returning punts. Um, 
don't know. That was interesting to me. And then I had heard that Shivers was going to be the starter at kick return, but then I'm looking at the at the uh, actual depth chart, and he is not. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where if we need a uh, you know down one score late, need a big play on a kick return, you might see Shivers or Tank out there, but they won't be taking the majority of the uh, kick returns just for, for depth reasons. I also think it's interesting that our kick returners are a safety in a corner with Pritchett and Kaufman because, I mean, it's not I, – I love when teams do that, but it's also like these guys are not on offense maybe for a reason. Yeah. Like you might want yeah. ball carriers carrying the ball. But nowadays there's so few kickoff returns anyway that, yeah – we lost Chief, but he's back. No, I'm back. Yeah, so that's my take on my non-take take for those still listening to this podcast on the special teams. Yeah, those still listening, we haven't even gotten to the Akron preview yet. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> we do have a game coming up. That is, so that's the depth charge. Depth charge. Uh, we talked about the Akron game last week or two weeks ago. They're the worst team we've ever played. You said they're S and you. You, uh, we, you said I needed to get into the nitty gritty of Akron, so I've got okay. notes for Akron. Let's do it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, off the top, we're going to do a dose chrono. First of all, uh, head coach Tom Mark, he's one in seventeen in two seasons at Akron. Does chrono the one team he's beaten? Oh no! Is it uh? Is it Miami of Ohio or something like that? It is not. So they went 0 12 in 2019, 1-5 last year. I know. There's a reason you might know this, girl. They uh, beat Bowling Green. Oh, uh, that's right. Scott Loeffler. Yeah. That's right. And not just Scott Loeffler. Van Gordon. And BBG. Yeah. <laughs> Cole Shores, uh, high school head coach, Brian Van Gordon. Uh, Gosh. So, yeah, he's uh, had a little bit of a rough go of it. Um, he's got a wild – Playing career, coaching career, um, he, he kind of came out of nowhere. Craig, you, you like to say you know a lot about like college teams, like obscure college teams and their mascots and sure. random things about it like that. If I tell you he played at John Carroll, first of all, do you know what state that's in? No, and I know it's not Division One in football or basketball. I mean, I know John Carroll. So, There's John Carroll Catholic High School in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> I would imagine it is a Catholic school as well. Um, yeah, I think John Carroll's a Catholic fig- American yeah. Catholic figure. You know, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with he's gonna be north or north, maybe Midwest, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, somewhere in there. Yeah. So John Carroll is a D three college in Ohio uh, mascot. The Blue Streaks. That's a great name. It is. D three uh, college John Carroll Blue Streaks. D three college. That was the uh, first yeah, DVD I ever bought. By the way, it was Blue Streak starring Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> good, good soundtrack. Uh, this is a good soundtrack. Even after playing D three uh, as a quarterback, he spent time with the Indianapolis Colts for three years, and also uh, played NFL Europe for the Scottish Claymores and the Hamburg Sea Devils. Man. Um, let's see, got signed by the Packers in 2006, played some CFL, played for the Georgia Force in the AFL uh, in 2008, and then went back to, as a coach to John Carroll, where he was the offensive coordinator and director of football operations. I don't know how that works. Uh, came head coach there for a little while, and then made his way up at Chattanooga before going to Akron. So... Kind of all over the place. Um, Man. Made, made plenty of D3 playoffs. Uh, I don't really know how he got the Akron job because he was 9-13 and 13, uh, in two years at Chattanooga. But anyways, better than 5-19. and 19. Uh, I'm starting to think that perhaps Akron is not serious about their football program. <laughs> Where did you see that impression? They also have the most uh, bigoted-sounding uh, team name without actually being bigoted. The Zips? 
Yeah, it, 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 every time I hear it, I, does I think it sounds like a slur to you. It sounds like a slur to me every <laughs> single time I hear it. What doesn't make any sense is that it's a kangaroo. <laughs> I thought it was a rocket. <laughs> no, it's a kangaroo. You're thinking of Toledo, the rockets. Uh, uh, is that an Australian uh, slang term for kangaroos? Zips? Is it a, a kangaroo epithet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, founded by noted anti-kangaroo. Oscar Chapman is uh, excited <laughs> to beat up on this team. <laughs> He's um, chopping at the bit to get after those zips. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one of the worst programs in college football right now, though. They finished 124th in SP Plus last year. They're preseason 124 again this year. Uh, and then I, Ferg did a, a cool bit looking at the, the worst game one opponents Auburn has faced uh, going back like 30 years. And this is the second worst, uh, only better than the 2008 ULMT. So, um, you know what Ferg didn't do is tell us what time the game was coming on, which is, again, <laughs> 6 o'clock p.m. Central. Uh, so, the, the only thing positive I can say about this team is that they've got like they've got 19 starters back, but when, when you're one in 17 last two years, I don't think having I don't 19 know if, yeah, I don't if you want them back. <laughs> <laughs> so their their quarterback uh, Zach Gibson in six games last year had 784 yards, four touchdowns and five picks. That's that's pretty rough. Um, they had a decent ground game, but nothing in the way of the passing. Um, they returned all of their offensive line for them were freshmen last year. Well, I'm told that means you have a great offensive line if you return everybody. You're returning the quarterback, uh, all the offensive line, and lost some of your best receivers. <laughs> Not a good recipe. Uh, but what I really want to talk about, there's one player on the defense. Uh, Crow, have you looked at the show notes on the defense yet? Um, yes. Don't, don't. Okay. Okay. But not really. Uh, okay. They have a linebacker who led the team with 72 tackles. The next best on the team had 29 last year. Uh, he is 5'9", 205, Bubba Arslanian. Uh, I have no idea, like, what kind of name that last name is. Arslanian. Uh, Call him, call him Aslan, I guess. Slanian. 5'9", 205 linebacker. He's, I guess he has a high motor, but uh, I can't imagine him taking on blocks from um, anybody on the Auburn roster. That's an Armenian What you're saying name. here is we're just going to completely out-talent them. Is, is that... I sure hope so. If we don't... Um, we have big problems? It's rough. Yeah, I I expect this to be extremely vanilla, like run like four plays all day at most. And that, I think doing that, you should score forty five points against this team. Wow, I mean, it, it's it, Auburn's got it's a thirty seven. Like, the, the line is thirty seven points. Um, wow, it, there's a there's an article about Bubba Arslanian, which is Armenian by the way in origin. Ah, okay. Um, passion, you, you in that IAN there at the end, you're gonna, you're 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 getting there into the Armenian area. <laughs> passion personified, Bubba Arslanian is the leader of Akron football. If if their name sounds like they're a vampire, they're probably Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, this picture makes him look like he's Rudy. So, <laughs> oh really? Like right. he's just so short and he's just hands up and these ball. giant tall guys. Oh. Defensive linemen are around him, giving him high fives. Maybe he's a little ball of hate. Yeah. All right. I mean, and, and maybe he's a great linebacker in the MAC. He's productive. I mean, I give him that. Like I said he had seventy-nine tackles last year, three sacks in six the games. Rest of the, the rest of the defense <laughs> only had three sacks. Um, they played six games, and he had seventy-two. That's nuts. Yeah. He's all <laughs> over the field. <laughs> I mean, he's I, he's Will Hastings playing linebacker, basically. Oh, great! Except, sounds like he's just a bowling ball. Yeah. Tank, Tank Bigsby better watch out for number twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Could Tank Bigsby 
hurt someone in this game. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I don't, I, hopefully, hopefully the opposite doesn't happen. I want Bubba Arslanian and hurt and Tank Bigsby. I, I, I do want to see a head-to-head matchup, Bubba versus Sean Chivers, though. The same size. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, that's all I've got in Akron. I, I, I did some digging. But my favorite thing you if, wrote is that if this is, they gave up nearly 500 yards rushing to Buffalo. Yeah, that Buffalo team had some some dudes at running back, but 500 yards in a, I think it was like a Wednesday night action game. To a team that's not an option team. Because you give up 500 yards <laughs> to like Georgia Southern or Army. Okay, it's all they do. You basically give 500 yards of offense. There's conceivably passing yards that they also gave up to Buffalo. Yeah, the the Akron offense, uh, I think it was Nerd that pointed this out. They scored more than 14 points twice last year. Yikes, spikes. And it was uh, in, I think it was against Kent State in the game where they gave up like 70 points. And I believe the other one was Bowling Green when they won. 31 to 3. Well, this blew out Bowling Green. Gosh. Just don't tell me they're good at shooting threes, Ryan, because that's the last thing we need is you to reverse jinxes. They got a kicker who just can't hit anything. No. They're coming here and Bo's going to throw six picks. We're going to be something like that Mercer game and we turn the ball over five times. I just can't wait till we have actual live football to talk about next week. That will be uh, hopefully okay. fun. The thing is, <laughs> Akron is one of the worst FBS teams. Alabama State's usually near the bottom of the FCS. So two games in, uh, we're going to have plenty of highlights at least. Yeah. And, well, it, we'll have a tailgate. We'll have an official tailgate report. Um, yeah, sure. Ryan and myself as well. Are you uh, going to spread hot goss from the tailgate each week? <laughs> sure. You're not going to sure. believe what so and so said about so and so. The main thing is you have to give us a report of who was there from Twitter. Sure. If you yeah. want to go to the tailgate, by the way, I'm going to invite you to James's tailgate. I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, you won't be at. Yeah. Yeah, but James will be there. James Jones. <laughs> South Quad parking deck. Come by, say hi. This is the best tailgate spot. me up that, that they call it the South Quad parking deck, and it is nowhere near the quad. Well, it's, south, it's close. It's south of the quad. South of the quad. <laughs> it's on the other side of the hill. Right. It's on the other side of the hill. Um, I don't even well, know there, how to tell somebody how to get there. Well, there is no South Quad, for one thing. So right. there's just the quad. Exactly. It's just it's nonsense. Like it's well, it, 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 it's over there by the. Is it over there by the pharmacy? Uh, it's no, it's, no, it's across the street from the med clinic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's next to the new med clinic. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, one and zero. Let's get one and zero every day until then, too. Fourth and one mentality. Let's go. Yeah, and have a regular weekend. If any fourth downs, I'm going to be upset. Oh no.